Hello, Dr. Karen Can here. Welcome to Light Warrior Radio, and I'm your host. I'm the number one best-selling author of the book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you are new to Light Warrior Radio or this channel, I would love, love, love for you to get my free Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, The Three Ways of Navigating Your Way to More Peace, Positivity, and Personal Power. You can get that at sensitivesoulguide.com. And uh, in there, you'll also be able to join our lay medicine community where we have free monthly mini healings and connections and, you know, we can request to support each other, heal each other. And uh, today's guest, very, very special person. In fact, um, I found about um, our guest book in a kind of circuitous way. <laughs> my my uh, assistant said, oh, do you want to interview this person? Right. And I look at the book, I look at the title, I look at the top, I'm like, Oh yeah, for sure. Not even knowing that our beautiful guest Heidi Connolly actually had sent me a copy of her book months ago, which somehow has escaped my vision of where it is. Um, and then she saw my book. And anyway, so here we are together. So uh, really happy that Heidi is here. Let me read a little bit about Heidi before we say our official hello. So um, Heidi's husband, Randy, transitioned in 2012, and then she was introduced to her ability to communicate with the other side. So uh, owner of Harvard Girl Word Services for over 20 years, she was shocked when her husband woke up. Uh, one night and co-authored her award-winning book, Crossing the Rubicon. And then she's never looked back since then. Um, and then currently her multi-dimensional compass is set to practice of mediumship, intuitive coaching, um, working with highly sensitive people, uh, creating custom music encoded with healing frequencies, um, and living a life as what Randy calls a vacationing angel. Um, and then during the pandemic, she uh, authored the Gateway Cafe, a novel of visionary fiction and elevating your HSP-ness, a unique guidebook and accompanying video course inspiring highly sensitive people to live glorious lives. And she's known for a lighthearted, authentic charm that guides her in communication with spirit to create powerful, moving experiences for the people who come to see her. As one client says, um, there is a great gestalt of connection. You come away with a resonance of clarity, ease, calm, wholeness, and lightness. And today we're really going to dive into elevating your HSP-ness, which I highly recommend everybody gets. We'll ask Heidi about where you can get that, learn more about her in a little bit. Um, without further ado, welcome, Heidi. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Well, thank you. It's really a great pleasure. I admire you tremendously and, uh, and your work. Yeah. And I think, like I said before, we're traveling this parallel uh, journey and high sensitivity has become my passion through learning about my mediumship. So that's mm. been the real journey. Um, before I got on today, I kept hearing the song, the Beatles song, it's the long and winding road. And I thought, yes, it has been a long and winding road, <laughs> right from the minute my husband, well, for my whole life, really, mm. um, coming in as a high sensitive, feeling that I was too much or too little, Feeling like a misfit, an yeah. alien in an alien world. And so I sort of like I'd been dropped here uh, with very little, um, maybe a, a granola bar, right? In the whole scope of things and said, here you go, just exist. And until I met my husband, I never felt that I could, I fit in or I could cope. I was very depressed. I was very anxious. Mm. Um, no one ever said to me, how do you feel? They said, stop feeling. Right. Right. Yep, heard so, that. Yeah. So when when Randy died, he was my uh, grounding mechanism. He was my mm. plug into the wall. And I lost all ability to believe that I could live, mm. could survive. I, and I'm not proud of it, of course, but I have to admit, because I think a lot of people feel this way, that when your plug gets pulled from the wall, you feel that you don't have any resources left. So I really didn't know how to live, let alone thrive. We're not talking about thriving. We're talking about just surviving. It was almost like this, is my life cost effective? Um, is living worth this? 
the energy, the misery, the time, the stress. I've been or there. Yeah. Should I just let go? Yep. yep. Right. Should I just say, I've had enough. See you later. And of course I had people who came and raised me out of that dark night. Uh, but it took a lot of work and it, and I did not understand. I did not understand that high sensitivity was really a doorway into higher levels of conscious awareness. I didn't know that. I didn't understand it. I had read all the books. I had, you know, explored things with my very, very, very um, interesting, let's just say eclectic husband who was very sensitive too, but I couldn't apply it. And I think that's where we get into trouble because the label of high sensitivity is great. When I read about that and I said, oh, that's me. Right. That, that list is me. It was, I saw one of your videos when you were talking about owning the label and that's helpful to a degree, but owning the label is art is saying I'm owning the disease. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm owning the problem. Yeah. I'm owning this and wearing it. And then we get into a state of victimization and victimhood. So it took a lot of um, soul searching to come out the other side, but it was with the help of some very courageous people themselves to offer me these abilities on a plate. Do you know you're a medium, Heidi? No, I don't know. I, I don't believe you. Well, didn't your dead husband wake you up in the middle of the night and, and, and write a book with you? Well, yeah, but that doesn't make me a medium. That doesn't mean I have abilities. I mean, I couldn't connect the dots, Karen. I was just so unsure of myself. My self-esteem had been, had pummeled and pummeled. I had been plunged into despair, right? I was just in mm. no condition. But then everything started to open up. I started to hear from other dead people and just boom, 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 boom. Talk to this person, talk to that person, help this person. My dead husband said to me one day, start a meetup, an afterlife meetup. And this was several years ago, right? And I said, what's a meetup? I had never heard of such a thing. And I lived in a really tiny town on the coast of Oregon and nobody had ever heard of a meetup. <laughs> And so, but I went to the library and I rented a room and two people came and then 10 and then 20 and 50. And every month I, because people want to know, they want to understand the afterlife, but they also want to know who they are, why they're here. Mm -hmm. What are we doing here? What yeah, it's a deep purpose? longing, isn't it? For humans. <gasps> so deep. And they come in and they, and they look at me and say, well, what does this mean that I've experienced? What does that mean? Um, the church told me this. My parents told me that. Society told me this. I saw spirit when I was young. I don't know what to do about it. You know, all these questions. And I certainly don't have all the answers. But I can help people understand their process and help them understand these gifts that they have. Because they are, they're huge gifts if you know how to use them and apply them. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, because okay. uh, if we don't, sometimes they can hamper our abilities just to make it through, make it through the day, <laughs> being highly Absolutely. sensitive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as I go through my day, I'm constantly saying to myself, am I in alignment? If I'm not, I have a tool to get back in there. And it's changed my life. It's just my daily practice. And it doesn't mm. take any energy. It just takes mm. awareness. And it makes me calm and peaceful and... Yeah, I love time. it. Yes, I love it. That that is great. You know, it's funny because uh, it's uh, you probably don't know this, but it's a little bit of a mini private running joke uh, with you know with my staff and even some of my higher level students. Um, I I'm like I can talk to dead people, but I prefer not to. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just not much of a conversationalist to begin with. I'm like, if I need to know, just like give me the facts and I'm done, right? There's like only like two or, well, maybe more than two, but a number, a few number of instances where at the beginning, um, where, where, you know, uh, 
someone's father had passed away and he was there with flickering the lights while we were doing acupuncture and we've you know figured out now i use divine muscle testing so that's my little cheat just go what's going on who is this you know and so we determined that it was you know this person's father and at some point i said well you know it's it's probably a great idea. Now, in this case, he was not crossed over fully. This is different from what's going on with, with you, obviously. But anyway, um, and I was shocked that the patient said, I'm not ready to let him go. And I was like, okay, now what do I do? It's like, okay, well, she was, I will, I will, I will. It's just, I really miss him. And I just really don't want him to go to the other side just yet. And I said, okay, well, you let me know when you're ready, right? So it wasn't until like I'm in bed like like three weeks later and, you know, the lights flicker again, right? I'm like, this is before I had like a clearing vortex and let's just say healthier boundaries. So I'm in bed and I'm like, okay, who's here? What's going on? And it was this person's father. And my husband comes in. I'm like, shh, talking to a ghost right now. And he's like, and he walks out the door. (laughs) It was so funny. You had to be there. And I'm like, I'm just, and I'm saying, are you ready to go? Yes. Did did your daughter say it was okay that you go? Yes. I'm like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> right? But that was it. Like, no, no complex things. So I, th- I think it's wonderful to, for people like yourself to be there for people in, in that way. If you choose to do that, I'm, I'm just, don't come to me for that, people. <laughs> it's yeah. just not my thing. Well, but, it's, it's hysterical because at the beginning, uh, you think you're going to be overwhelmed by all these mm. because now they, you know, they're looking for a channel, right? But right at the beginning, uh, and the fear is you'll be overwhelmed, or mm. if you open the door to your sensitivities, especially if it's psychic or mediumship, right? That right. you'll let in a lot of negative stuff. You won't be have any control over it. A word I do not like. Um, mm. But I wrote a spirit contract. So I recommend people do this. And I have a nice template in my book. Oh, nice. And my contract says, here's what I want. I want to be safe and protected. I only want white light beings. I don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night all the time because I need my beauty sleep. So please make it easy for me. So if I'm at the gym and uh, I get a message, most mediums work that they'll see a spirit and then it will relate to a person like in a in a big group setting they'll say oh someone named john is here who relates to john but i usually go to the human first and i just see someone and i know someone is there i know someone's mother is there or his father is there like I you know, know who, who the spirit belongs to yeah okay so i would i see you right now and i know your mother's mother is here now, we don't have to have a conversation with her, but she's here hanging out. And I don't, I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not seeing her like a ghost. I'm seeing her in my mind's eye. And then I'll start getting messages. But my contract says, if you want me to talk to a spirit, if you want me to talk to you, the spirit, make it easy for me, bring them into my field. Mm. And so sure enough, they'll be at the water fountain where I am, or sure enough, they'll be in the parking lot and walk by me. So that's part of my contract. Mm. And another part is that I have a gatekeeper. Randy, Mm -hmm. my husband is my gatekeeper. Nice, nice. So I have a waiting room. And yep, the spirits yep. are in the waiting room. And if they want to come through one at a time, that's my rule. One at So I love it that. Makes, yes. And it makes it so easy because I never experienced negative energy in my in my work i don't ask for it it's not there plus the tool i have of this is my most powerful tool is the psychic octopus and when you reel in your psychic tentacles and you're just in there and I made this little drawing, so this is kind of a start. Oh, yes. I don't yes, know if you can see it, but there's my little. Oh, okay, okay. It's my little octopus. I love it. Yeah, he's so. Um, so the tentacles are kind of like coming back to us, like kind yes. of. Okay, so they're not out everywhere. Exactly, because highly sensitive means you're empathetic, you're compassionate, right. you're sensitive, right? We're literally the ones who are handling the problems of the world through our compassion but we also are taking on the energies of everyone around us and most highly sensitive people believe that that is the that's what gives them the ability 
to oh. understand people. Okay, I feel okay. what you're feeling. Gotcha. So I not only understand what you're feeling, which is fine, but I feel it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm I'm feeling it. I'm not. I'm literally feeling Karen. You're angry. I feel that. You're upset. I feel that. <laughs> I was I was going for a degree in social work when I realized. I would burn out in a day and a half. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so if you reel in your psychic octopus mm. consciously, you are become in alignment with your own energy, which I have another tool called the unique energetic signature. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. It's so wonderful. You're in there. You're home. Yes. And if you're out, I call it the home frequency. Yes, yeah. you do. I love that. I love the home frequency idea because that's exactly how it feels. You feel like you're in there. If you go out, I'm on an airplane, I start to sneeze, I start to cough. Those are indicators that my octopus is out. Mm -hmm. Most of my physical indicators, I choke, I cough, I sneeze. Okay, okay. My eyes, they're all, could be allergies, could be illness. No. My octopus is out. I reel it all in, which is takes no energy. So right. it's not blocking out things. Right, right. That takes a lot of energy from me. That idea of I have to be free from, I have to block out, I have to put up a wall. That takes, it, it almost feels like I'm constructing Right, right. And actually, yeah, I mean, that's why sometimes the, the languaging we've used has evolved over time. Nice. You know, like in the past, we used to call it the universal shield. I mean, we don't make it, the God team does, but um, it didn't feel right as we evolved because it's not actually a shield. It's, <laughs> it's actually like your, you know, your own, you know, energy and it's a vortex that's moving. It's evolving, you know, that kind of thing. So like you said, it's, it's a different concept altogether. And when you talk about, you know, the, the octopus, um, it reminds me of uh, my husband. Sometimes he'll walk into the grocery store or whatever, and he'll walk out upset or angry or sensitive and, or it will just be literally driving and he'll, a car will pass and he'll just start getting some emotions. And he said, did you see that guy in the car? I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like, well, he had, he had a sour puss face. He was pissed at me. And I'm like, seriously, you don't even know this person. <laughs> I, and then I did say to some degree, one time I said, I think you have your tentacles like in other people's yes. business. It's none of your business. It doesn't, you don't have to do that. I mean, it's not I, like it, if you're a healer, okay, there's a time and a place and we specifically have this container where, where yes, your consciousness is expanded, your feelers are expanded, but it's for a purpose. And then afterwards, you know, you kind of close the field and blah, 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 right? But he's often doing it all the time. And so- I, I really think that's fascinating. That's the greatest example because that used to happen to me where I was just feeling, I was living a non sequitur, like everything that happened emotionally, an emotional non sequitur because I'd be upset for no reason. And I, and so then you look for something to blame, right? right. That's what humans for, do. That's right. Why am I feeling like this? And right. it's really just because you're wearing someone else's emotions. So the first thing uh, I had a client the other day and our first session, she was having a lot, she had um, been estranged from her daughter and the mm. daughter didn't want to talk to her. She couldn't see her grandkids. She was really devastated mm. about it. Yeah. And so spirit was guiding me. See, this is how the, the high sensitivity and the spirit connect because I use my connection um, to direct the flow of the conversation. So spirit is telling me which direction to go and I can rely on that to be useful. So uh, I taught her about the psychic octopus and I said, you this woman is large, large voice, large presence. Just everything about her is large. Her love energy is huge, right? It's like a going into a wind tunnel. Yep. And they said, your octopus is so far out and you have so much love energy. And love energy is the most powerful energy there is. So you're basically knocking your daughter on her butt <laughs> every time you try to talk to her yep so reel it in 
be in your love energy, be in your high vibration, but don't be going that way. Yes. Yes. Three days later, she called me. She said four hours after our conversation, her daughter called her. She's been seeing her daughter every week and taking care of the grandkids. Oh, so that's this beautiful. Is, she said, because all I do is recognize that I don't have to be putting it out. Yes. Now for your husband, <laughs> this is the red coat. I love this story. I have this beautiful red coat with a black velvet color that I really love. And so I use it as my example. Let's say you go into a restaurant and you wear your red coat, favorite coat, right? And you check it at the door. And then when you go to leave, you get your red coat and you leave. You go home. Three months later, someone calls you and says, hello, I think you have my coat. And you're, I don't think so. <laughs> this is my coat. It's my favorite coat. It fits me. It's my size. Right. I have the same buttons. It, you know what I mean? It is my coat. And the person says, no, I really think it's my coat. And you're getting annoyed and you say, I don't want to talk about it. It's my coat. She says, do me a favor and look in the pocket. I left a little um, metal angel or something, whatever it is in the pocket down in the corner. And you do, and you find it and you say, wait, how could this be your coat? This is how it is when we are taking on other people's feelings. So if your husband's octopus is trolling about, he's picking up something and then wearing it. Mm -hmm. But it feels like ours. That yep. was one of the hardest things I had yep. to learn. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Have, like all the time. It's like reminding, reminding, reminding. Like, are you sure? It's, you know, and one of our protocols in Tuffican Healing is called uh, Whose Stuff Is It? Yes. Yes. <laughs> And how to differentiate. So I know you do a lot of muscle testing and I have a process that um, it's not exactly muscle testing. It's identifying where your energy lives in your body and knowing when you're not in it. So my energy happens to live in my left lower abdomen. That's Heidi energy. And I don't know why it's there. It could be in your, you know, in your nose, in your, in your toes, but my energy lives there. When I'm not there, I know it. And so then I do the reeling in. And then I begin to understand, um, it doesn't matter why I'm not in at that moment. What matters is that I'm not fully embracing that. And then I can't access my perception. So I like to think of intuition as perception now. I, I'm calling people highly perceptive individuals. Because I think sensitivity has a lot of negativity that goes along with it. People see, see right. right, right, right. They, they say, oh, stop being so sensitive or you're too sensitive. They never, oh. no one ever says, stop being so perceptive. Right. <laughs> right? Like perceptive is like a positive term. That's right. And so recently I really thought, oh, I like that. I, you know, thought this a few months ago, I would have put it on my book. But, <laughs> you know, we always go back. But the idea of, goes right along with abilities. Perception is an ability. And if you can trust it, and we, we are the ones teaching people to trust it. That's why I agree with you. We're saving humanity. We're the ones, the highly perceptive people who care about other people, but who can identify with compassionate detachment so that they do not become a mess themselves and absolutely we're the ones who are saving this planet and i agree with you there are so many more high sensitives than than we have believed you know it was 20 percent when elaine freud talked about it it was you know we could call it 30 i think that actors and engineers people scientists stuck in uh in research labs um, sports, okay, they're all focused individuals who learn how to be motivated, but they also often fall apart, right? They become addicted to drugs or alcohol. They need rehab. They fall, they have burnout. Why? 
because they're not looking at their sensitivities, their innate abilities as a parallel indicator of who they really are. And they resist it. What you resist not only persists, what you resist keeps you from developing the abilities you need to be strong and empowered in the world. That's basically it in a nutshell. Boom. Oh, <laughs> I, I felt that energy just going right Yeah, through. yeah. Oh, it, it is so, so true. Um, and... I have a funny story about uh, one of my Kung Fu friends. We're like students of my husband's, um, you know, Kuhn before, uh, before COVID and everything. We used to practice together. Anyway, so he's not exactly, you know, touchy-feely kind of person. Uh, and uh, so I would consider him a quote-unquote non-sensitive. So I was experimenting one day. We were doing Qi Sao, which is like a, an exercise in this Wing Chun Kung Fu. And we were like doing this thing together so we're touching each other right um and he was um his right arm was doing an incorrect move so instead of telling him i was the elder (laughs) uh student but i I could have just verbally told him what i actually said was i did it in my mind and i said lift up lift up your hand or lift up your elbow right and within like a few seconds he corrected it and then I was so shocked and so amazed and so happy that I stopped doing what we were doing. I'm like, I said, oh, my gosh, you heard me. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I just told you telepathically that your right arm is dropping and you just fixed it. And he, I was like, I never knew you could do it. Right. And he was like, OK. <laughs> but it was like he was a non-sensitive. But even my dad, who is you know, was conditioned as like non-sensitive male, like, you know, you just don't feel, you don't reveal your emotions, yada, yada, right? Now he's shifted and changed and to be like, you know, telling, like openly telling people, I'm going through this cancer treatment, da, 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 would love your prayers. Thank you so much. And receiving the prayers and being in gratitude. And I was like, wow, what did you do with my dad? This is amazing, you know? So we still disagree on things, but it was just amazing how the so-called non-sensitives are kind of shifting, changing, and becoming more what we would call sensitives. Yes, well, and here you go, because the ripple effect of our abilities really does have an effect on the world. It doesn't just affect my little world or your little world and how we manifest, but it, it definitely, just like my client, she didn't do anything. She didn't have a conversation with her daughter. She didn't talk to her. She didn't try to convince. She changed herself and her perception of what was going on. And it literally changed her entire life. I love it. I, yes. I just love these examples. Uh, and it's so funny. I have another funny story for you. And I think it's similar to you know, the lady you were talking about, right? So uh, when we went to Marineland, this was in Canada, we got a chance to, uh, at that time, it was many, many years ago, I was so excited to see the beluga whales they had. At this point, I'm not too happy about them being in captivity. But anyway, at the time, I was very excited to touch them, right? So I'm seeing person after person after person, blue whales coming, the little kids, you know, they're touching them, and they're taking a picture, and my friends, you know, everything. I was so excited, like over-the-top excited. So it's my turn, and I bend down. Beluga whale comes, I touch it, and it leaves. And I'm almost, like, heartbroken, right? Like, it doesn't like me. And then I was like... Oh, wait, my energy was so strong and so out there, like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love it. It's like a little kid, three-year-old's like, oh, my God, stop kissing me. You know what I mean? It's like, and then I was like, okay, tone it down, tone it down. So I literally did what you you were talking about, like, bring in your tentacles. Like, I toned down my energy. I saw the love there, but I toned it down. It came back. And I was able to touch it and it was all fine. And that's happened to a couple of times where I've like little, little sensitive babies Yes. Like they'll, I'll, I'll come close to them and they start crying. And, but I, and my same thing with my mom, my mom's an earth angel. And so her energy is humongous. Yes. So it's too much, yeah. it's too much. And then now I know like what you're talking about is like, you know, like a bring it back. You don't have to be what that. validation that is, <laughs> right? How perfect the whale is this perfect. I had a five-year-old. This was way back when, before I knew what was going on and my husband had just died. She would run away from me. She would literally leave the room because she could feel the pain body. 
Oh, okay. okay. So she was a very highly sensitive kid. Gotcha. She felt my pain and she couldn't be around it. Mm. And over time, I began to realize how important it is to recognize um, it's not about, I don't go around thinking and worrying what other people will think of me or how they will perceive me. I only think about how good I can feel in my own energy and how when I do that, I am putting something out in the world that can really change things. I am putting out pure loving intention. Oh, and here's another thing. When you talked about uh, healers and people who do this kind of work, I work a lot with nurses, um, occasional doctors, um, uh, physical therapists, massage therapists. And they're always saying, I need to feel I need to use my intuition and I need to feel what my client or patient is feeling in order to help them. So they come to me with a lot of pain, mental, emotional, and physical, because they'll go to work on someone and they'll get this intuitive hit that says, work on this person's neck. There's a lot of pain. And then they'll feel the pain in their own neck. And they're afraid to give that up because that's their guidance. But in reality, if you know you're drawing information from source, most of the time for me, it's a specific, uh, it's either a whole spirit team or specific entity, you know, person, dead person, basically. Uh, but they don't need to do that. I want my information to come directly from source, give me the information, flow through me, but I don't need to wear that coat. I don't need to take on that energy so that I feel the pain or the distress. And once you do that, it goes away and you could still be helpful. I don't, I feel my clients fear and pain, but I don't feel it as my own. I recognize it and I understand it but I can help because I'm not taking it on myself. I used to be the one in tears. I'd be a basket mm -hmm. case right along with them. You and I can't help people if that's what happens to us. Right, well, I'm sure this question is gonna come up, so I might as well ask you right now. <laughs> so, and you may have a completely different perspective from me and that's completely fine too. So some of my uh, students uh, who are probably the most sensitive of the sensitives, um, that a proportion of them, uh, we figured out that because of their quote unquote responsibilities in this human body in this lifetime, they're light beings that used to not have a body and now they have a body. Sometimes that can be a little tricky to operate the body because uh, they're literally beaming with, with so much light and every time we go through some sort of evolutionary ascension process, they, they're first, you know, they're, they're the oh. fastest, which is the least comfortable to be that fast, right? To evolve that quickly. So, you know, we've um, worked on various different things to kind of maybe dial down some of that uh, sensitivity or, you know, dial down, uh, I know it sounds terrible to say dial down the empathy, but excess empathy, that kind of thing, so they can at least function in their daily life. And as we do the work, it does help, but at sometimes we get the message that um, that their purpose isn't necessarily to be what they their minds tell them, which is I need to to be perfectly functional in this job, and I want lots of energy and be able to you know have Thanksgiving dinner for twenty five people. Sometimes they get the message, well, you're you're here to be, you're here to resonate the frequency of love, and I know you wish not to have pain or not to empathize with these millions upon millions of other beings that are similar to you. Um, it's not like, sorry, it's your job, but it's sort of like, well, how, how can you reperceive this as okay? So I guess that part of me was like, oh, you know, we should control it and, and, you know, not take on other people's stuff when it's inappropriate, but we're getting some messages that it is appropriate for them to have a, what we call a collective healing experience, which is not always comfortable. Like they're almost witnessing it. Um, and they may or may not have to do anything, but just to witness. So just would love some perspective and comments from yes, your point of view. Yes. I love that. The first thing is that 
one of the messages the spirit world is always saying to me is, uh, well, there are two that are coming to me right now. One is uncomfortable is not necessarily bad. And the other is what looks like a duck and quacks like a duck is not always a duck. <laughs> so what they're, and, and this is the reason that my book is called Elevating Your HSP-ness, right? Because it can't be, life can't really run successfully, I have found, if you're spending your energy doing this dial down. So how do you embrace and then elevate? Why would I want to elevate something that's causing me distress? So my perspective is I'm not. I know I want to live in a higher frequency. When I'm there, I am in less distress. So how am I going to get there? I want to elevate and amplify my perception, my ability to perceive straight from source to my gut, to my heart, to my spirit, so that it's not the other humans around me that are having this negative effect. Because if I can, if I'm amplifying, I'm not amplifying my empathy so I'm feeling them. What I'm amplifying is my own connection with source so that whatever happens I am maintaining that um, grounded isn't really the right word for me, that alignment. That's Mm. one of my favorite words because I Mm. do, I feel this alignment. And I know when you do muscle testing, I do this yes and no thing that I teach people. When I get a yes, I, I feel energy going and when I get a no, it's like this numb dead zone that goes horizontally. Yeah, I have a course called Internal Muscle Testing. So that's yes, very similar. Yes, yeah. I read about that and I loved it because that's what we really have to rely on. And, and it can be, it's so instantaneous. So that's what I recommend for people who are just on that constantly. That was me constantly on that edge. I'm not saying I'm necessarily a light being, but um Randy called, told me we're all vacationing angels. <laughs> so, so, and that's where this book came from, um, The Gateway Cafe, which is a story about a misfit. Uh, it's kind of autobiographical in that sense, but she's tall and redheaded and thin and plays basketball. And I was <laughs> not tall, you know, dark hair, played the flute. And so we have differences, but she travels interdimensionally. And, and she meets her dead grandmother in the in-between. And she goes up to the Gateway Cafe, which <laughs> is in the up there, where she meets the angels who are deciding where to go on their next vacation as humans. Mm, yep, so yep. the question becomes, why would I choose this? Why would I choose to be um, a Jewish girl raised in Boston with a father in a wheelchair um, who goes to Harvard and has a really, really hard time there functioning in that environment, who, um, who then marries and has, you know, why would I choose this as a vacation? That's just, that's just crazy that, that I would choose that, right? It's not a vacation. From an angelic perspective, because we're getting to experience the senses of being right. human, Right, the hearing and tasting, the the sex and the the ocean <laughs> and the apples and all those things. That's why we want to be here to evolve and to use what we have and our knowledge of that evolution in human form. When I remember that, I say to myself, "I chose this. Now, how how am I going to navigate it? Mm-hmm. I chose this lifetime. I'm still hiding." Who is Heidi now? How can she navigate it in a way that's not only successful for me, but maybe will ripple out and have a ripple effect out into the rest of the planet? So working with people who are that sensitive and reminding them that they have incredible abilities to develop that will help them. Because that goes back to the fear, right? If I open up and develop my abilities, I'll die. Things will get worse. People will call me crazy. 
Mm-hmm. I have a 92 year old mother who like your father sounds like a little like she doesn't want to hear from her husband who died. She doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to go there. She, but she read my book. Let she did. Wow. She read the gateway cafe and she laughed all the way through it. Oh, especially since the dead grandmother in it is a take on my grandma, um, who was awesome. And over time, even though she doesn't want to have discussions with me about dead people, she has seen such a change in me that she said to me the other day on the phone, she was very upset about something, paperwork, you know, she's having a hard time. And she said, I always feel better after I talk to you because you're always so calm and you, and you really believe that things are going to be okay. And that's where we're trying to get to. Mm. That's it. So I think there's a lot of hope for the kinds of people you're talking about. Does that resonate for you? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And this particular client I'm thinking of, who's probably one of the most sensitive that I've ever worked uh, with, and she is, um, you know, like being starseed. Um, she said to me one time, because I gave her a completely different perspective because a part of her human psyche was still like, well, I can't be productive yes. right now. I'm, I'm feeling all this stuff and I don't know why my body's changing minute to minute, second to second. This is crazy town. Right. But we ended up, you know, having this conversation with source about what's going on um, and come to find out it's uh, for lack of a better word, symptom of, uh, of an evolutionary process that light being star seeds are going through. That's a very positive thing. Um, the ability to um, morph our form uh, because we're truly light and the recognition that we are truly light. And so after hearing that perspective, she was like, I think in some ways feeling better about the situation, not that their situation really changed so much, like in terms of what she's feeling, um, because she just wanted to, on some degree, understand, we want to just turn it off. Can we just please turn it off? Can we please turn it down? Can we, you know, and then having that other perspective that, oh, wow, I'm going through this evolutionary change and I'm leading the change actually. Um, and that life isn't just about, oh, I feel better today or I have more energy so I can be more productive, but it's a bigger than that. It's, it's bigger right. than that. And, and that so, we can lead that. Yes. We are yes. no longer the ones who are following just crawling along we are leading it and mm -hmm. to be proud of that and to feel sound in that even if it's not always easy i mean we all have issues right uh i have a client who used to feel every person who got killed on the planet wow okay that sounds I like mean, can you imagine <laughs> no and and she was convinced that I mean, she was reclusive. She could barely exist. And we can't always address every issue. We, we, you know, she's still highly sensitive and she still feels a lot, but some tools can really help you address things enough so that you can live in the world and be mm -hmm. productive. And she learned how she was spending all her time trying to block it out like we were talking. ah okay okay right it, she couldn't so it was it was like people knocking on her door all the time and breaking in and breaking in and she just spent her time saying no 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 and this way you know opening this kind of the portal of conversation to mm. the world to say no don't, we're not looking at sensitivity like that anymore. We are celebrating this perception we have. We are uplifting the world. Mm -hmm. And I don't need you to agree with me uh, because I know it, you know it, and you're going to be drawn. Everyone listening to this podcast is drawn because of the words light warrior, high sensitivity. These are things that people want to know about, plus the afterlife and how it contributes, that connection between source and who you are as a, as a light being mm -hmm. here to do whatever work you're, you're supposed to do. Right. And, and it's really neat that, that uh, you kind of change in your mind, uh, you know, highly sensitive person to highly perceptive 
right? Like that, that because uh, sensitivity, like you said, has a negative connotation. Perception has a positive connotation of anything, yes. or, or at least neutral, right? So literally today, I was saying to a client, uh, again, you know, whatever source was guiding to, to say, uh, it literally said the one thing that she could do is to change her perception of herself. Yes. Like the, literally the word perception was jumped off the page. Like it was, yeah, it was, it was like, and of course I love the idea of it. It was just interesting how that came up today. Yes. Like, you know, just hours before we spoke. Now, uh, where can people get a copy of your book? Because uh, I think just even that thing you told about earlier, like the contract thing, that's worth yeah. its weight in gold. Yes, so. it is. It is. Changed my life. Um, I have uh, three books that are on my website, Crossing the Rubicon, the one that I wrote with my dead husband when he first woke me up that night, um, The Gateway Cafe, which is the novel, and it's visionary fiction, but 14-year-olds to 92-year-olds, obviously, it's so much fun. And it talks about being a vacationing angel, so I think it puts everything that we're talking about in a perspective, Okay. and then elevating your HSP-ness. Um, my website is my name, HeidiConnolly.com. So that's really easy. And I also, I think people need um, a spectrum. If you're a little interested and you want to explore a couple of these tools, yeah, buy a book on Amazon too. Of course, they're all on Amazon, right? Um, if you want to go in a little more deeply, I have an eight module course I just finished. And it's also on my website available. And uh, it's $3.99, but people get 20% off after this podcast for three days. So they can anything they get on my website after this podcast will be 20% off. Wow. Yes, for three days. So Amazing. but the course includes guided meditations with integrated spirit guided music. So I am guided by spirit to play the flute, record. I'm given a purpose for the music and I am, it's encoded with frequencies to heal on whatever cellular level that person needs on all planes, levels, and dimensions. So to stop smoking, fibromyalgia, uh, it helps people uh, with sugar problems all of those things. So the guided meditation in these modules integrates whatever they've heard and processed in the module. Mm. So yeah. they can just integrate it. It bypasses human resistance is what I'm trying right. to say. Yes. Okay. So the course is on there and that, and of course, if people want to work with me, that's, that's just the most awesome. Right. And, and they can book a session directly on my website. Um, because I love doing that. I do Zoom. I'm in Olympia, Washington uh, mm -hmm. now. But um, of course, I do Zoom and in-person sessions and phone sessions because energy, as we know, energy flows and you don't have to be there. In right. Yeah. Non-locality, it's called, I guess, <laughs> in quantum. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's Heidi And we'll put that link underneath uh, the video uh, and the where the radio show is posted as well. So um, everyone will know where to contact That's Heidi. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, I just want to come back a little bit to the what you were saying earlier about the unique energetic signature, yes. or what what I've uh, sometimes heard referred to as the home frequency, or who you really are, or um, that that frequency or vibration that makes you who you are. And um, the way uh, in my book that we talk about, although we don't t necessarily talk about the way you talk about it, but it feels really similar is when we do the stillness through observing internal movement and we're feeling the energy in the body and being fully present to whatever's going on in the body. When you were talking about, hey, Heidi's over here in this hip or you know what I mean? It's, it's very similar um, to that. So our being fully aware, because uh, a lot of sensitives don't want to be in their bodies. Because right. it's uncomfortable. So we're literally doing the opposite is purposefully just observing with no judgment what's in the body in that way helps. It seems that people vibrate at their home frequency and sometimes negative stuff just automatically clears or not clears. doesn't bother you. Yes, I loved that, that system that you have. And what I find is, okay, so there's the thought, the belief, the emotion and the sensation, right. And the manifestation in the body. Well, it's, by going into an emotion, 
a lot of people talk about that, but I never found it helpful because I just felt more of the emotion and I didn't know how okay. to process it out. But if I go into the sensation, what yes. I do is called couch talk. And so I, I guided from spirit. I sit the energy on the couch Ooh. and we talk to the energy. So I become the energy and I talk to the energy. Okay. So I am the energy of fear. I am red. Oh, I'm a red box. Well, what's in me? Oh, a mouse. Well, can the mouse come out? No, the mouse doesn't want to come out. I mean, we literally have conversations that are guided with whatever energy we're dealing with. Yeah. But first it takes, I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my head. I feel it in yeah. my shoulders. Where do I feel it? What does it look like? What is it saying to me? Yeah. And the amazing things that come out from that. It is amazing. It's amazing. I had a fear. It's a great process. It's a great process. I had a fear tell me it was afraid of dying. So I said, why are you here? I'm afraid of dying. I said, how can you be afraid of your fear? How can you be afraid of dying? And I asked it, are you willing to transform? And it said, as long as I'm still here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So just like water transforms into a gas, steam, right? This fear was willing to transform as long as I didn't kill it. In other yes. words, it would become another consciousness. Yes. Yes. It was, it was. It's, it was isn't that beautiful? I, it's, it's, it is so, so, so beautiful. And, uh, you know, not that long ago, um, different spiritual traditions and things like that for negative energies would actually bind negative energies or banish them somewhere or something like that. And it never really resonated with me. Um, cause it, it cause for me, it was like, well, why can't we heal them, <laughs> right? Like if, if that's, uh, and, and if that's okay with source, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I transmute them, right? Exactly, exactly. So whether that be so-called an overgrowing candida or fungus in the body or parasite or whatever it is, people, what is it that, that humans tend to think? They think I got to kill this virus, right? I got to kill this fungus. I got to get rid of it. I hate it, you know? And literally when COVID happened, oh boy, I said it now on YouTube. But anyway, <laughs> when that happened, at some point, the, um, let's just say the toxicity of the thing, um, uh, we did a healing, it went down. And then after some time, uh, it went up. And I'm like, that's strange. We did a healing on it. Why did the toxicity of that thing go up? And the answer was very interesting. And it's something obviously I needed to learn at the time. It said human negative thought forms. Yes. Human negative thought forms of I hate you, kill you, I got to get rid of you. Yes. Literally was uh, distorting the thing to become more problematic for humans. Because and, we and, mutating, and mutating and mutating yeah. into different forms that couldn't be killed. Well, and the thing is, is it's a, it's a bioweapon. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and so wait then I did another healing. Wait, wait to hear this, because I can't forget to tell you this. <laughs> I, I um, was listening to some meditation and the guy was talking about the meaning of the word COVID. Oh yeah. That's a lot. So, <laughs> right. Co is from the Latin, which means together shared. Vid is from the Sanskrit, meaning um, awakening, mm. wisdom. COVID is a shared awakening. wisdom and awakening. <laughs> that speaks to exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's not, hey, kill. Right. It's like cancer. We have to kill it. We have, no. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have to work with its consciousness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so fascinating. And so we actually ended up doing, literally having to protect it from human negative thought forms, which normally it's the other way around. Yes. You know, protecting humans from others' negative thought forms uh, and transmuting that. But this t it's just so funny because I don't think there's another healer on the planet who at least publicly <laughs> said I had, to, I had to help heal COVID. <laughs> Oh, I could getting damage from human thought forms. Anyway. Yes. And so thank you for understanding that. <laughs> I do, because a lot of my recordings, as a matter of fact, they're all, they may say like lost at sea is to help with alcohol addiction. Mm -hmm. But 
I call it that so people understand what it is, just like the label of HSP. It's a right, it's, it's, helpful label. Right. Ease of access. Right. But it's not, it's to transmute the energy of, of what we're talking about and give it a different dimensionality and, mm -hmm. and work with it on a conscious level, you know, that's not saying you have to stop, you have to stop, you have to stop. Right. That's not a way to raise something into a higher. Exactly. Exactly. That's just the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I love that. So you and I are on the same page uh, for yes. that. So any so-called negative elements in our reality, um, if it is our role to, you know, hold it in the space of love, in the bubble of love and transmute it, because at the end of the day, I, my, you know, my perception is that we are all part of the same thing. We're just little fractals, different experiences and perceptions of the one. So whether one is a demon or COVID or I don't know, Hitler or whatever. It's just yes. another aspect of the one having a vacation, <laughs> you know, on the planet, yes. you know, to have an experience because experience is the thing. So yeah, it's comfortable, uncomfortable. Those are human labels. Um, it's, it's just an experience. And so the last time I had the so-called flu symptoms, I actually said to myself day one, I'm like, hmm, fever, body aches. Well, isn't that interesting? I haven't had that in a while, huh? long time. So I'm going to enjoy it. I'm literally going to enjoy my flu. So I just said, I'm going to enjoy this, right? So I'm like, you know, in the bed, you know, my staff is off, they're canceling everything. And I was like, oh, isn't this interesting? Look at my body. Wow. Look at the fever. Wow. My body is doing great. It's doing exactly what it needs to do. It, you know, and I'm really tired and I'm just sitting in front of the TV watching a movie. I'm like, ah, I'm just enjoying my flu symptoms. It was hilarious, but I just it felt it was the most enlightened thing I could do at the time. The last time that happened to me, I just kept saying, you're having a shift. You're having yep. a shift. Yep. You can't get out of bed. You're having a shift. Don't keep, yep. don't, when people ask you, how are you yes. feeling? Say, yeah. I have the flu. Right. It's probably COVID. Oh my God. I know. Right? No, I'm having a shift here. <laughs> yes. No, I, we were joking. So I said, I said, oh, I'm, I'm making up new stuff. I'm saying to my staff, I'm like, I'm having um, an unplanned massive cleanse. Yes. yes. I'm having unscheduled massive cleanse. And even when people were like, oh, your throat still hurt. You know, does it still hurt? You know, you, you know, you're still sick. I'm like, oh, I'm not sick. I said, I'm healing really well. I'm healing very deeply, in fact. Right. Yes. And that's, that's why it's taking so long. So, you know, and it, it's just interesting, like how, how, how firmly am I perceiving it from that uh, point of view? I'm not saying it's good or bad point of view, but the point of view that works, right? Because that works right. for me. Uh, right. And if it didn't, then I would maybe change a perception, but it works. And for occasionally me. It, can, it can be challenging to get into that space. But instead sure. of saying, um, someone said to me the other day, I hate when this happens. And, oh, right. That's a right. Common. And so the word hate has a very high, low frequency, <laughs> very extreme, low frequency. Right. So I really don't like to use it. And I said, well, can I give you an example? Let's see. Um, I hate green beans in my, uh, you know, next to my meal. And I would say, well, I love when they don't put green beans there. I mean, just yes. anything to flip it. That's a dumb example. Right. You know no, I no, no, totally. The, anything that, because the energy is so yes. different, right? Between fight and we started using the word preference. Yes. Right? I prefer, you know, da 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 or whatever. And 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 it really changes the energy and the fight is no longer there. The resistance is is And you're stating something positive. Lower. I prefer something you're actually right, saying, right. I prefer to feel safe. I prefer to feel secure. I prefer to feel this. Freedom from is not the same as freedom to. Mm -hmm. Right? And, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. and I saw this video of an octopus that my sister sent me. <laughs> I have never seen this before. The tentacles went out and then grew and grew and blew up to the point where it was like one big balloon tentacle i'm i'm gonna have to send you this video yes please send it to 30 me seconds. i have never Amazing. seen that and i've seen a lot of octopus videos because that's my thing right but honestly it was like hmm. protection a protective device that was so natural coming out of reeling in your tentacles 
being oh. one in alignment at the same time protection all around you it was like the perfect metaphor wow what we're talking oh, I can't about wait right to see now that all right it just, it just i look forward up. to seeing that yes, <laughs> yes, my yes, language. Yes, I, I look wait, forward right. to seeing that yeah 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 <laughs> oh my gosh uh sometimes i i use uh AI to help me write some stuff because sometimes I blurt it out and I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. So can you make this more clear, right? And, so, and but then it'll say, uh, don't miss out on, yeah. or don't forget. I'm like, oh. And then I go, can you please reword this without the don't forget part? And did you, it's just did so you struggle? Funny. Did you struggle with naming your book because people were wanting me to? I got a lot of input. If you're feeling really bad, if you're the, if everything is really horrible, talking about that, and I wanted to call it elevating, amplifying, you know, it's your Oh, yeah, yeah, right? that's because, yeah, well, the, the thing is you, um, you were future pacing the energy before the energy was there. Yes. So it, my, yeah, yes. my, my uh, mentor, who's also my business mentor, uh, Marcus, talked about that as well. He says, uh, the energies are shifting so that people in the past, you know, when we would do sales calls or whatever, it'd be like, here's your pain point. Here's your pain point. Here's your pain point. We're going to connect to your pain point, you know, so then here's your pleasure point, right? And now more people are shifting to the, uh, yeah, 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 pain point, pain point, yeah, whatever. Um, what's my purpose? Yes. You know that they're going to a different place and they're they're going to the aspirational aspect rather than trying to cure a pain. Now that that's still right. sells if you like do Facebook ads or whatever, we, you can actually do the testing. I mean, yes. to some degree that the pain points still sell, but the, the, the people are starting to shift and even the HSP people are starting to shift. So they're less likely to resonate with the pain, bad, pain, bad, pain, and more sort of like, okay, let's focus on solutions here. Right. So the whole world, thanks to those of us that are in the field like you and I, are shifting towards the solution based, if you will, yeah. reality rather than pointing out this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Right. Um, and so that's a really positive change that I see as as a thing that is happening around the world. Yeah, I agree with that. I really do. And I call my newsletter, for example, down to earth spirituality for everyday life because I want people to understand that this is concrete information. There's nothing woo-woo about it. I mean, we do woo-woo stuff. It's true in some people's terms. But to me, it's just ways to live in right. the reality of the right. earth plane, right? But do it in a way that that encourages and, and uh, gives you new perspective on it because mm -hmm. without that i don't think it's really possible for highly perceptive individuals to function well mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i i love that and, and at the end of the day it works it does See, that's yeah, the it, point. It, it, yeah it's not that it's good or bad or you should it or works. shouldn't do it it works if it works keep doing it now i'm not saying it's going to work for everyone because everyone's individual and they have their own path, right? But it's like, try it out. <laughs> if it works, then keep doing that. If it doesn't work, then there, I'm sure there was something else you'll be led to. And the amazing thing is, I think the work that we do, you see very fast results. Mm -hmm. I mean, for this woman to go home and have her life changed yeah. in four hours, for a 94-year-old client I had who, um, whose husband had passed four years ago, she was still grieving. Uh, but after that, the grieving sessions and after that part, what was really at the core was her lack of self-esteem. Yep. She had a very competent, yep. successful woman who had run organizations, right? And so giving her this ability to understand why she was here, how she was taking on feelings from other people, it shifted her whole intention for living her life. To see that happen so quickly is why I am so honored to do this work. Mm, jazzed to do it, honored to do it, love to do it, I, that's wonderful. Totally, because no. it changed my life. Yeah. And here I am, right? Mm. Here I am to tell the story, so. I love it. Yes. Well, 
Heidi, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of our time together. It's been a true delight being with you today. And for our listeners and folks watching, uh, HeidiConley.com is where you can find Heidi. We'll put that link underneath this uh, show notes, the video notes. And, um, you know, remember Heidi's got her three books. You can book a call with Heidi if you feel like, you know, you'd like to work with her one-on-one. Of course, she has that fantastic new course as well. And then once we release our podcast, uh, Heidi will give our listeners uh, a nice 20% discount. Thank you so much. I was not expecting that. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to thank you, Heidi, and thank everyone for listening in. Until next time, big love to you. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone. All right.